Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometers of range. And Toolmart, the complete tool center, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to Sports Day WA. You're with Peter Vlahos on this uh, pretty warm afternoon. It's all thanks to the Kia EV6 GT, the well-performance car of the year, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre. They've been serving WA for over 45 years. Well, this next gentleman is an Australian field hockey player of great repute. He uh, plays for New South Wales. He was a member of the Australian hockey team for many a year. He took part in the Olympic Games. He was part of World Cups, Champions, Trophies, Commonwealth Games, where he won gold in Delhi and Glasgow. Uh, You know the name well, and we're going to talk hockey because he's also uh, a key figure in the Hockey One League that's currently underway here in Australia. We're talking about Simon Orchard. Simon, thanks for your time. Well, it's a pleasure, Pete. I'll have to get you to write the intros every time I walk into a room, <laughs> mate, because that made me feel pretty good. Uh, but it was a wonderful time. You were one of the high-profile uh, Australian hockey players uh, for the Kookaburras. Uh, do you miss the competitive spirit? After all, you were part of that team for a long time. Yeah, for sure. I guess there's elements of being a you know a semi-professional slash professional sports person that you've always got that competitive drive and hunger to to want to achieve and now it's sort of disappeared from the hockey scene and now it's just about beating my kids at you know <laughs> to be mm. honest and I'm still making sure that they earn every uh, every win that they get but no look at the end of the day I think being around the change room being around your friends and your mates you spend so much time with you you build so many wonderful bonds you're travelling around the world you're going through the highs and lows of of competitive sport, but you're also riding the highs and lows of life. You know, people grow up together, you, you, you meet partners, you have kids, you go through personal triumph and tragedy and all that sort of stuff. And when it all goes away from you, there is a bit of a, a, a hole. And I think a lot of sports people, both men and women, would suffer with, um, I guess, post-career uh, blues in a way. And I was probably part of that to an extent. I've managed to fill that hole with a lot of wonderful stuff and I'm really enjoying what I'm doing at the moment. But, yeah, do I miss it? Yeah, I do. And especially when things like the JDH Hockey One League pop up, Pete, it's it's great to be around it, be involved in it, talk about it and try and spread the word about a sport that has given me so much but also is, is sort of trying to create this, this wonderful product that we want more Aussies to get around. And I think we're on the way. We're not quite where we need to be yet, but we're seriously having a crack and it's really good to see, especially the last couple of months with mm. so much success on the field and so many wonderful talents being unearthed as well. <laughs> 
course, we've got the Paris Olympic Games coming up next year. And I think every time we go to the Olympic Games, we fancy that the kookaburras or the hockey roos are going to deliver some sort of medal. You only go as far as a bronze at the 2012 London Olympic Games. Of course, as I mentioned in the intro, plenty of gold at the Commonwealth Games and also at the Champions Trophy. But uh, did you feel that there was ever an opportunity to grab gold with your squad at the Olympics? Yeah, spot on. 2012, I reckon we had we had the thing halfway around our neck. The semi-final, we're up against Germany with about 15 or 16 minutes to go. And then all of a sudden, uh, three goals in, in the final period of that match. And it was ripped away from us, Pete. Germany went on to win the gold medal. And I, I think we would have done pretty well in that final against Holland. We had a pretty good record against them also. And I think you could see the, the emotion on the Germans' faces after the semi-final. And it was like they'd won the goal because we'd been number one for quite a while. We were on top of the world. We'd done so well at so many international tournaments, of course, led by the great WA man in Rick Charlesworth. And we were cherry ripe, to be honest, Pete, to take out that medal. But I think this is the thing that a lot of Aussies, and I don't blame them, it's not their fault, but we go to the Olympics and you see the newspaper and you see gold medals penciled in for sports like hockey. It is so difficult to win a multi um, uh, sorry, a, an event where it's not about being the fastest or jumping the highest or things like that. There's so many different variables in hockey. So much needs to go right. You need so much luck. The bounce of the ball has to go your way. Injuries, uh, personnel have to be fit and firing. And there's just so many different hoops that you've got to jump through to get to that gold medal game, let alone win it. So for hockey to not really have a great record at Olympics in the men's side, and even when you look at the women, Pete, you have to go back to 2000, the Mm. last time that... The Hockey Roos won a gold medal. They won in 96 and 88. So we still remember the Hockey Roos as the golden girls of Australian sport. But it's been more than two decades since they actually won a medal at the Olympic Games. And you couple that with the fact Australia in the men have only won once in 04. And suddenly our uh, standing as hockey heavyweights maybe is being questioned just a little bit. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what the teams can do in Paris next year. It's interesting, before we get on to the uh, Hockey One League, we feel very connected here in Western Australia with the hockey program because the elite program has been based at Curtin University now for many, many years. I know it was up for grabs just recently, but uh, in the end, uh, it stayed at the Commonwealth uh, or at the Curtin University campus uh, and the elite hockey program there. What needs to be done within hockey in Australia, do you think, to maybe maintain and get back to where we were, as you mentioned, maybe a decade or two ago? Well, I'll tell you what, it hasn't become any easier, Pete. I don't know what it's like over in WA. I did live in WA for a decade, but I've been back on the East Coast for the best part of five or six years now. But there's just so many sports trying to grab a piece of the pie when I left New South Wales back in, what was it, about 2007 or eight, AFL was the gimmick, to be honest, uh, over here. It was a sport that you only sort of played if you're a little bit unusual. But now with the rise of, obviously, the GWS Giants and the Sydney Swans have become a household name in sport, AFL is just taking over. There's so many kids out there kicking a footy around. There's so many great pathways for young kids to get into the sport. And then, of course, rugby league thinks, well, hang on a second, we've got to start doing something in our own backyard to make our sport strong. And it's seemingly at a really popular level as well. You've got the rise of all sorts of women's sports, which is wonderful for young girls to get involved in, uh, which probably wasn't there 15 or 20 years ago as well. So all of a sudden, Pete, you've got athletes who are pretty talented, having four or five different really good options. And hockey, for whatever reason, you probably would have experienced this when you were growing up, was a really big family sport. A lot of people mm. played hockey at school. Uh, I think it was almost a mainstay of school sport. And 
if your parents played, you were down at the hockey field all day. And even if it wasn't something that you did pretty seriously, most people had picked up a stick and had a go. And I'd be, I'd be really surprised if you went into schools now, if a lot of kids even knew what it was. You've got obviously football or soccer um, still so popular and so strong. So I think we've really got to get back into the grassroots and strengthen up our pathways. I think Perth is a, is a difficult situation over there. For example, you've got such an expansive state. You've got people um, who have to basically be in Perth to be successful at hockey. And years gone by, Collie, Bunbury, uh, Geraldton, they were all places where good hockey players came from. Bev and George from Narragin. Um, and I'd, yeah, I'd question whether the same sort of talent is coming out of the areas at the same rate as it used to be. So uh, I don't know the answer, mate, but if you <laughs> figure it out, let us know, please. Well, I remember we played hockey in my high school, Mount Lawley Senior High School. Guess who was our hockey coach and our physical education instructor? One David Hatt. So we we, cer- we <laughs> certainly game, we certainly had to play hockey at that high school. Let me tell you, we had a hockey stick in our hand every time we did phys ed with David Hat. But the problem with me, I must admit, Simon, I'm a left-hander, so it took a bit of adjusting to actually play with a <laughs> hockey stick right-handed. But anyway, that was that were fun times, mate. Uh, you co-host the uh, H1 Shootout podcast. Tell us more about that. Oh, yeah, look, it's just a bit of lighthearted fun between myself and a bloke named Adam Clifford from Tasmania. We're trying to we're trying to shine a light on some of these wonderful athletes that we've got and, and clubs, obviously, in the JDH Hockey One um, competition, which has sort of not started in store, but COVID really got in the way, Pete. I think the first season was 2019, and then we lost a couple of years, obviously, like the rest of the world with everything that was going on. It roared back last year, and... I think this has been really good to get some momentum. So basically myself and, and Cliff, I were just trying to, as I said, share some information with people out there who, who follow hockey, who are passionate about hockey, who want to know more about hockey, but also introduce, you know, a bit of fun and, um, and shenanigans for people who are maybe new to the sport and can get around. So we're trying to provide an entertainment product at the end of the day. You can jump on wherever you get your podcast and have a listen. And, you know, obviously I'm a New South Wales guy. He's from Tasmania. So there's some good inter-rivalry there. We're playing each other in the semifinals this Saturday in Canberra. So we've had a little bet about uh, the loser has to buy membership to the other club next year. So <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, if you can listen for 40, 40 or 50 minutes and, and take a few things away about the sport, about some of the wonderful players, both men and women that are in the league, then that's all we ask. All right, let's have a look at this week because it's a beauty. Uh, It's the big one. Uh, The finals happen in the JDH Hockey One League. As far as we're concerned, the Perth Thundersticks are only alive in the women's. Uh, They take on the Brisbane Blaze in one of the semifinal. Take us through what we're likely to experience uh, come this weekend at the National Hockey Centre in Canberra. Yeah, I reckon you're going to see a record crowd for the JDH Hockey One League. Canberra actually broke it. Maybe a month ago now, they had the most fans ever to a game and they were tickled pink and so they should have been. And I tell you what, it's a real shot in the arm for the league to get a Canberra side in uh, in the nation's capital, obviously playing in the final. So the Canberra women will take on the New South Wales women. Canberra actually dusted us up 5-2 uh, in the rounds and they played probably the arguably the best game of their season. So that's going to be a humdinger of a contest. But for Perth people, if you're looking at the results sheet, you might see that Brisbane got the better of you guys in the in the ladies' comp quite convincingly only six days ago. That's not going to happen this week. I don't really know what happened to Perth. There are a couple of key players down. Rach Frusher, one of the leadership group, Carrie Somerville, 
who's a hockey roo and a proud hockey roo at that, an Olympian in Tokyo. Both didn't play, so they'll come back into the squad. You've got Penny Squibb at the back. You've got Lizzie Dugood in goals. You've got a real rising star in Jesse Reed, who is the daughter of Sharon Buchanan, who actually won gold in the 88 Olympics. Oh, and that's right. hit back four or five. So there's, mm. some, there's some serious talent, Pete, for that WA, uh, for that Perth back line, I should say. And they've been quite aggressive. Phil Holbert, as the coach, has, um, has tried to create a game plan that suits their style. So they're hard-nosed at the back and they're quite creative and fluent at the front. And I reckon uh, both women's games in particular are basically pick-ems. Whichever team gets a little bit of luck, the ball maybe bounces their way and uh, maybe a little bit of individual brilliance from someone. We'll see them progress to the final, but they're going to be two really good contests in the ladies' side of the draw. Uh, so are you throwing the dart at the dartboard? Are you predicting who's going to take <laughs> it out in the end on the women's and men's side? Yeah, look, the women, oh, I can't go past New South Wales, defending champions, and I just think uh, overall depth, they probably have the most of the four teams left. As for the men, look, there's no secret that New South Wales are the best side. If we had a market up, they'd probably be a dollar thirty to take the whole thing out. They won last year, undefeated all the way through. Uh, they won the first edition of the JDH Hockey One League. So they're going for three in a row. And again, they've got players like Tom Craig, Tim Brand, Flynn Ogilvie, Dylan Martin. The list goes on. These guys are Australian uh, quality and even internationally some of the best players to pick up a hockey stick. So they're going to be running around against Tassie in the men's side of the draw and then Brisbane tackle Hockey Club Melbourne. But I honestly, and I know people will, will, will throw fruit at me if this, for this uh, if they saw me, New South Wales, I think, will win both comps and I'll be a happy man come Sunday afternoon. Good on you, Simon Orchard. Uh, let's hope there's an upset uh, from our point of view. Don't <laughs> get so cocky. Uh, New South Wales will take out both. Let's hope the Thundersticks cause a bit of a boil over in the women's. Thanks for your time, mate. Lovely to have a chat and uh, we'll keep in touch. No, I really appreciate it, mate. Who are Simon Orchard joining us, uh, part of the Kookaburras uh, in years gone by, an outstanding hockey player for Australia. And, of course, the JDH Hockey One League Finals. Uh, looking out for those. You can catch every final live and free on 7 Plus this weekend. By the way, uh, the women's semi-final, Thundersticks taking on the Brisbane Blaze, 8 o'clock our time. It's 11 o'clock Australian Eastern Daylight uh, Savings Time. So Saturday... 8 a.m., Brisbane Blaze versus Perth Thundersticks. We'll take a break. We'll come back with a very special guest after the break. Remember AFL and WAFL umpire Mike Ball, who lost his battle with dementia at the age of only 66? Well, one of his children is doing something very special. We'll speak to Jamie Ball after the break here on Sports Day WA.